This is Roots Revival Interfaith. I am your pastor, I.E.B. Rivera, I'm a psychic medium, a Taino Arawak. I am here with our astrologer, uh, Reverend Christina Del Rey. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about how to be fearless in change. A big topic, a lot of change going on right now. Uh, we did a uh, part one, part two series on Pluto and Aquarius a few weeks ago, all about huge change happening right now. So if you guys didn't get to catch that, you're going to want to go back. You can go to my YouTube channel at Ask Ivy and go under Roots Revival or go under the live videos. Also, wherever you can download a podcast, uh, we have Roots Revival up. So listen to part one, part two on Pluto in Aquarius and um, get prepared, okay, on the types of changes that you're going to be looking at. We did break it down by zodiac sign. Then at last week's service, I talked about going it alone, seeing yourself as the resource. If you guys missed that, check that out as well. And then uh, tonight is sort of like the last, okay, of this theme that we've had going here for a while. How to be fearless in change. Now, I want you guys to post your questions and comments, post your prayer and healing requests as well. We do get to those over the course of the week. So even if you're tuning into this later, uh, go ahead and drop your prayer and healing request. I do check them regularly. I do ask everyone, wherever you're tuning in, to give this video a thumbs up right now. Subscribe. Hit the join button here on YouTube at Ask Ivy if you want to become a member. And donations are appreciated. Uh, before we get into it, I did want to announce that Roots Revival Interfaith it has our, we have our incorporation meeting. I'm so excited about this. It's been uh, probably about 10 years in the making and we're becoming official all right so if you guys uh would like to attend the incorporation meeting that's going to be on sunday march 26th and uh we are going to be doing that through zoom all right so big move for roots revival interfaith uh let's go ahead and get right into today's sermon okay so um christina I'll speak a little bit on a couple different topics here um, with this angle today, and then I'll switch it on over to you. All right, so how to be fearless in change. There are three really common areas that I see. My clients, my students, my own self, friends, family struggle with in times of change. And what I wanted to do here today was to break down those three different areas that can come and sort of get you, you know, when your your guard is not up, it takes you, um, you know, there's no alert for these types of, uh, I want to say, programming that have been instilled in you. Um, it's very systematic. It's very automatic. It's very reactionary. And if we don't become more diligent and deliberately mindful when change is going on, that we could fall into any of these three categories, all three of these categories, it's going to continue to happen. All right. So let's break them down. In a time of change, uh, change is going to, for a human being, create anxiety. Okay. For some of us, depression. For some of us, it's a real uh, trigger and a ton of discomfort, upset can come along with it. However, we need to remember that without change, there is no growth. There is no leveling up. There is no prosperity. There is no development. So um, one of the things I'm always telling my clients and my students is don't fear change. I'm aware that's easier said than done. But I would say that, uh, you know, to get into the practice of seeing the positive aspects of change all the benefits it could potentially bring if you learn to embrace it. You know, this is going to help you next time it comes around to go with the flow instead of fighting against it. So uh, I would think of change in this way. And this is anything from, you know, a health condition to a breakup, 
to uh, job loss, right, or a, a new career move or a residency change or having a baby or having your kids leave the nest or whatever it is, okay, that's going on with you. Um, number one, I want you to remember that the majority of the time, whatever change is occurring is something you actually manifested. It's something that you likely prayed for and hoped for. You may have even written it down at some point and used some manifestation techniques. You tried to trigger law of attraction. You may have even asked the universe for this change by being disgruntled with your current circumstances. And so when you look at your current relationship, you look at your life circumstances and you're saying, this isn't enough. I, I wish this, I want this to be different. I deserve more of X, Y, and Z. All of a sudden, the universe starts to deliver whatever order it is that you placed. Now, I think of this like, you know, ordering something from Amazon. And then, uh, you know, maybe a couple days later, I'm like, I don't know, you know, should I have gotten that? Do I really need that? Did I overspend? You know, and then all of a sudden it's here and and there's this sense of like rushing to get the package, you know, and and there's this sort of nervousness about the whole thing. And is it a quality product? You know, what do I do if it doesn't work? Am I going to have to send it back? There's all this sort of nonsense that comes along with manifesting something. And once you've gotten out of your own way enough that the universe is actually delivering it to you, you need to keep on with that energy, okay? Anything in motion stays in motion. That's the law. You've triggered law of attraction in a positive way. Now, that does not mean that you are going to mentally, emotionally, and physically feel as though it's enjoyable. Because change for a human being tends to never be. So you need to think... When change has arrived, you have the opportunity to take hold of it and to level up that you actually asked for this. All right. Category number two. When it's time for change, I think it's important that instead of griping about it or procrastinating on it, acting like something terrible is happening to you, um, allowing yourself to stress or overthink, okay, losing control of your mind so that you allow yourself to get into cyclical patterns of negative thinking, especially at night, okay, especially when you're laying down to rest. You're entering into your sacred time of sleep. Make sure you are controlling your mind. And one of the ways to do that is to think on your life contract, Think on what it is that you came to earth to do. Your numerology chart, your astrology chart, your life contract, these all match. And what you understand after looking at these is your purpose, your true life path, what it is that you signed on to do before you came to earth. So when change is here, whether you think it's the ideal change or not, it is an opportunity for you to choose a high vibration over a low vibration. Use your free will to dictate what direction you're going to take this opportunity to make sure you are going to fulfill your life contract. Not maybe, you know, I don't know, and this isn't really what I want to do. No, no, no. I'm going to use this. How can I become empowered to fulfill what I came to earth to do. So you need to understand first and foremost, why you're here. If you don't have direction on that, see me for a life contract reading. See Christina for an astrology chart. Get your numerology chart done. Get some clue as to why you're here. This will empower you to go forward through change. And let me tell you, okay, and I would love to see uh, some testimony on this, okay, in the comment section. When you figured out what you were here to do on earth, did the speed not pick up, okay? Is life not moving like 10 times faster than it ever was before? Is change not constant for you? Yes, it is. And that's a good thing. Okay, that, that means that you're really ready for it. 
okay? You're, you're diving in. You're not just putting your toes in the water anymore. I would also get a little raw with yourself about the reality of reincarnation. You know, we, we tend to be like, oh, wow, life is a uh, really interesting. This is a colorful experience. I, I really don't, I, I hope I don't have to do this again. All right. And then that's a fine reality, but then what are you doing to prevent that from happening? Okay. We don't want to reincarnate over and over and over and over again, because every single time the opportunity for change shows up in our life, we buckle. Okay. We clench, you know, we end up getting so tied up in anxiety that we don't actually utilize it. No. If you're serious about wanting to fulfill your life contract, check some things off your to-do list and not have to reincarnate and do those things over again. Take change seriously, okay, as an opportunity. Uh, category number three. When it's time for change, do not look around you. Do not listen around you. Tune out and tune in. When something significant is going on in your life's journey, it has nothing to do with anybody else around you who is a naysayer, who's distracting you, who's siphoning your energy, who's throwing temper tantrums in their own life, who's bringing drama to the table, okay, who's instilling fear in you, anything and anyone going on around you that's debilitating needs to be tuned out. You need to detach and you need to master the skill of being introspective as you go through significant changes in your life. Uh, I like to use the example of um, being the eagle. So when I had to leave after investing for about a decade in my journalism career, when I had to leave to go out into the public and start offering psychic mediumship readings about 13 years ago, I cannot tell you the level of discomfort, the sadness, the despair. I cried for three years, even though overnight my psychic mediumship business was international and it skyrocketed and I had a lot to be grateful for. That is not what I wanted to be doing. That is not what I had invested in. And I wanted to dig in more than anything and be, you know, angry and upset and hurt. And when I took on a different perspective and finally gave in and decided that all the fear talk, all the negativity from not only outside of me, but also in my own head that I was creating, what I decided to do was detach from all of that. And I would visualize myself as an eagle flying above the world, above my life, above all of this energy in these circumstances. And I would simply observe and allow things to be what they were. It allowed me to stay in my energy and do what I was supposed to do from a peaceful, calm, centered place uh, without having to deal with the turbulence of the storm, okay? And what do the other birds do? They're in the storm. They're below the storm, okay? So you have to find some type of technique. And I would use that. Every time the fear set in and I would say, oh, my God, what have I done? Okay, uh, I would do anything to be able to go back. Every single time I did that, I would go above and I would get reconnected to being that eagle. You have to find a tool, many tools, okay, that work for you, that you could pull out on a daily basis all day long, even using post-its, reminder notes, okay, maybe getting a tattoo, maybe using some jewelry that you've um, put intention into, I don't care what it is, but you have got to be prepared to pull yourself out of that energy when you are literally under attack by your own self and or by others around you and by circumstances around you, okay, that are putting that pressure on you. It's really grinding you down, 
uh, to back away from embracing the change that needs to happen. I do have a free mini class here on YouTube at Ask Ivy called Fighting the Dark, part one and part two. And in Fighting the Dark, I talk about the five different ways you're going to find yourself under attack when you are at a point of huge opportunity, like we're talking about today. All right, just some things to keep in mind. Christina, I'm going to turn this over to you. Uh, before I do, I just want to encourage you guys, if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome to Roots Revival Interfaith. Thank you for being here. For those of you uh, who are visiting with us again, welcome back. Everybody, please post your prayer and healing requests. Any questions or comments that you have, we are an interactive church, so we will be getting to those. And please do give this video a thumbs up. Donations are always appreciated. Christina. Wow, I love what you said about being the eagle flying above. Um, I think that's a really wonderful way to detach because you're supposed to be able to observe yourself um, and try to observe others. That is a spiritual technique, a meditative technique. Um, I think that we don't realize enough that we are supposed to be changing all the time. We tend to get too comfortable with contentment and we don't realize that we should be really when, when there is something really wonderful going on, you should be looking at it and being grateful daily for it because everything changes. Everything good comes to an end. Everything bad comes to an end. So we have to really kind of embrace that. You know, if you're in a really good high point in your life right now, it's going to end. If you're in a really um, crappy point in your life, that's going to end too. So we have to sort of have the mindset of, I'm going to be very grateful and present in the moment so that I can enjoy it now. It's it's here. Maybe I prayed for it. I did things to get it here. Now I need to enjoy it. But I also can't get too complacent either because not only are we supposed to be changing, but we're always supposed to be leveling up as well. And, you know, let's say you get the dream job. Okay, great. Well, then maybe your leveling up is going to be in your personal life. You know, maybe it's going to be parenting. Maybe it's going to be in a relationship, but nobody's perfect. What we have to really understand is that what we hate with change too, is that we're so uncomfortable. And then we have to do something that we don't know how to do. Well, that's the point. The point is to do something that you haven't done because your soul has that contract. So I would say, you know, wherever Saturn is, that is going to be the placement that makes you feel the most uncomfortable. And if you look at your Saturn placement, that is really where you're supposed to do the most work as well to gain confidence. Because, you know, with Saturn, um, it's not like, you know, it's not easy change. It's change that you work for. You put the time in and then you get the rewards after. So I think baby steps, um, gaining confidence in change, you know, like we, we have to give ourselves some grace. We have to allow for our weaknesses to be okay with our weaknesses. And if we're not okay with our weaknesses, that's something we are working baby steps towards. We're regimenting um, a plan. Now, I know I am a person when there is some kind of uncomfortable change, I immediately need a plan. <laughs> like even if it's just to get me through the day or the week or the hour, <laughs> but it's like I have to have some kind of plan. So, you know, so I take those baby steps. What what do I need to gain confidence so that I can set this up so that I can be comfortable in this change and I can capitalize on my strengths, but I can also work on my weaknesses because I think that's another thing too with aging, getting older. I think I'm just, I don't care that people see my weaknesses anymore. I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like I have weaknesses, you have weaknesses, it, big deal. You know what I mean? But I know I'm working on myself and that's all that really matters. Um, I can't expect perfection from myself. Um, if you know, you can't expect perfection when change is going on, you just have to kind of, you know, it's like jumping into the deep end of the swimming pool. You know, you kind of have to sink or swim and sometimes you will sink and sometimes you will swim. And that is 
that is how you are fearless in change. You have to accept that you're going to fail and then eventually you're going to be okay. Um, I think that, you know, we have to remember that we're supposed to change, but also too, we have to give ourselves, we, we have to, like, like Ivy said, like Reverend Ivy said, you have to float above. So that means, you know, taking care of your health, regardless of what's going on, eating well, taking care of your digestion, um, meditating, um, how, ask yourself, what do I need to be happy? What, what in it, you know, start with small things. Do I need a cup of coffee? Is that going to make me happy? You know, like you just have to, how can I deal with this moment? These really uncomfortable moments at this particular time. <clears throat> Another one, I also think you should, you have to let go of the fact that you don't have control over it. Um, that is a big thing with humans. It's a big thing with everyone. I think some maybe more worse than others, but any control that you feel like you have is just an illusion anyway. <laughs> the only thing that you can control is what you're going to do next. What, you know, what action you're going to take with what is presented to you in that moment. So you have to really trust in spirit and, and that comes with building a relationship with spirit, building a relationship with your guides, because you, I mean, when I know like when my divorce came, that was a lot of change and it was unexpected change. And I was like, okay, you know what? I've been talking about a lot of this stuff for a while. Now I have to go do it. Now I have to jump into the pool. I have to jump into the swimming pool. Am I going to have a few fails? Absolutely. But you know what? I'm going to be okay because I trust that spirits leading me in the right direction. Um, very often, there, there was a couple of questions I had um, this week, you know, should I buy this? Should I do this? I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have, I'm going to have spirit guide me on that. So, you know, whatever messages I get, I'll know which way to go. And you know what, the messages were no, you shouldn't do that. And that's okay. So, um, you know, I asked for signs and I go within, um, and, you know, regardless of what's going around you, on around you, you just have to trust. You know, maybe other people are, are operating from a place of fear. And it's not that you don't fear fear. It's not that you don't fear, feel fear. It's just that you're not acting from a place of fear. You know what I mean? Like to be fearless. So you have to just kind of, it, it almost get excited for the changes that are coming because they're coming, whether you're a negative Nelly or you're, or you're excited about it. So you have a choice there. Um, how can I get excited about these changes and try to make the best of the situation? Um, because it might actually be something that you really wanted. Um, and that, you know, and if you are following your life contract, yes, there will be those blocks. So you definitely need to watch those videos, um, you know, in, in Ivy, you know, really outlines how to fight the dark. And, and when you're on the right track, that's when the biggest roadblocks come up when you start to level up. So there's no leveling up without change. And you don't really have a choice but to level up because if you decide, okay, well, I'm just going to stay where I'm at, not going to change, everything will change anyway. It'll just do it with you being resistant to it. And it'll be that much more painful. So I think that you have to realize there are phases in life and they will never stay the same. <laughs> they might stay the same for a few years and you get really comfortable with that, but that is just never going to, it's never going to always be the same. Um, I think that also too, it's important to remember we're all learning as we go. You know, when none of us have it figured out, if we did, we wouldn't be here. Um, you know, we have to use what we have. So we have eclipse energies. We have, um, we have new moons. We have full moons um, to manifest these high vibrations within our soul contract. So yes, having a direction um, from a reading, you know, 
And also just listening to your own intuition. There's so many classes that Ivy teaches you how to do it yourself. You don't even, you don't need us. You know what I mean? You, you can do it yourself. Um, whether that be using tarot cards or just, you know, empathic training or, you know, like you really, the whole idea is for you to gain that relationship with spirit so that times of change are not as horrible as they might be without it, because you're not alone. You have spirit. Um, you know, you just have to follow the guidance. So I guess that's, that's what I would say. I would say it's important to remember we're all learning as we go. We just have to make those high vibrational choices, you know? Oh, there, there are so many, I've got like 15 notes from what you yeah. said. Um, I don't want to go over the hour, you know, that we normally do. So I'm just going to pick a couple things. Um, um, and before, before I start playing off of what you talked about here, <laughs> as I'm listening to Christina, I'm realizing how many of the things I've manifested in my own life were very tall orders. Now, I didn't know that when I asked for them, when I prayed for such things, you know, when I manifested these things, when I said, I have had it with my current circumstances. This is what I deserve. This is what I want to have. This is what I'm visualizing. This is what I'm claiming. When I did that, I did not know what would be required for the universe to actually deliver it to me. Past life blocks removed. Past life trauma resolved. Shadow work. Karmic chapters ending or closing generational curses having to be broken, my programming having to come down, tower moments, cleaning out people I thought belonged in my life, all kinds of things had to happen because what I ordered was big. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a change, but my life for the way my life has been set up, that's what had to occur to make room Okay, you got to clear out the old to make room for the new. All of these things, all of these things. So many of us live thinking we are in a traumatized state of, you know, ran, just random existence. It's just chaos and it's sort of like just hell and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It could be transformation. I mean, I don't know what a caterpillar is doing in the cocoon, but it looks pretty gross to me, okay? And I'm pretty sure, and when they come out, they don't look too good either, okay? I don't care that they have wings and we love butterflies. It, it's like if you flip that bug under, you know, you look underneath on a butterfly, it's got legs and it's creepy. It's got this exoskeleton. I mean, it's like, that's what we went through. That's what we're going through. So I think that we have to be realistic that maybe somebody else can just say, I want this thing. And they manifest it and it's easy for them and it's not a big deal. But if you do it, there could be all kinds of blocks and obstacles in the way that have to be removed in order for you to have it. So you've got to be willing to put in that work. And I even think that what we, what we want, what we desire, what we yearn for is in direct its relational to what we have to let go of. That's the point. If we didn't want that, we would never do this hard work. Okay. And the bigger point of everything is to evolve. It is to grow. It is to learn. It's sort of like saying the journey, you know, not, not the destination. So ultimately the things that we want, the things that we ask for, the things that we claim, we really want not even because of those things necessarily, but because of the growth that will be required in order to achieve it. And so um, I, I kept hearing that when Christina was talking. Now, the other thing I love about, and Christina, when you said, as I get older, I care less, <laughs> 100%. I'm feeling that, all right? But what I really like about this too is that as we get older, and it may not be for everyone, but I have found it true for myself. I know you have as well. We've talked about this. Self-love gets easier. You know, not in all areas, but in the ways that we are breaking free of uh, this, this very driven machine-like, you know, lifestyle that we've taken on. 
where we're not allowed to feel, we're not allowed to slow down, we're not allowed to think. And, you know, we are, as we get older, more inclined to stop on a regular basis and say, okay, hold on, what do I need? And more importantly, what you said is, what do I want? And if it's stopping to have a coffee at the beach in the middle of the day, okay, if it's getting a candy bar to enjoy in your room later on at night, if, if it's taking some downtime for yourself or buying that book or doing that meditation or, you know, taking a break. I brought in a new method this week to, because I'm trying to finish writing the symbology book. And I brought in two new techniques that are 100% working for me. And I shared these techniques with someone else who said, well, that's not going to work for me. Well, I don't want to hear that. And this person is beyond stuck and one of the most fearful people I've ever met in regards to change and growth. And I said, I must be on the right track. New level, new devil. So I embraced these two new techniques in, you know, like an elephant one bite at a time, eating away at this book I'm trying to write. And I'm telling you, the one technique that works the best is taking a five-minute break, okay, after you put in 30 minutes of hardcore work. Five minutes for yourself, doing whatever it is, being mindful to recoup. And I was thinking, this is not something I would have been open to in my 30s or my 20s or my teens. But now in my 40s, I gobbled that up, that piece of wisdom, you know, so pay attention younger. And I wish we had, and I know younger generations are doing it more. You're more mindful of taking care of yourself. Okay. But how in the midst of change, can you do more things that you not only need, okay, self-care, but want, like Christina said, self-love throughout the day. Okay. Not once a year on your vacation in Florida. Um, yeah. Christina, anything else before we get to questions or comments? Um, I think like, as far as, you know, you, you have to really, when you start out, you know, as a, when you're young, I should say, you're really not super confident. You know, you really care about what other people think because you really haven't built anything yet. So I think that, you know, the, the earlier you start building something skill-wise, the better you, and you will have a more confident base. And then you, it's a little easier to push yourself out of your comfort zone when change does occur, you know? So, I mean, it's never too late to start building confidence. So that's true as well, but it's really like sticking with something, you know, and doing it over and over again until you become really good at it. But I think what you were saying too, family karma and karmic curses, and that was one thing that spirit kept saying to me as well, those are really deep. Um, I was just talking to my mom yesterday, actually, and I said, well, look at the karma of women not being able to drive in our family, you know, and it's like, so my, you know, my mom didn't drive till she was like 27. I didn't drive till I was like 25. We were all very fearful of driving. My grandmother didn't drive till much later. You know, my other grandmother did not drive at all. Um, and my aunt didn't drive, you know what I mean? Like it, it. It was one of these things. I don't know why, like, you know, you drive now. I, we, I drive now and I don't think much about it, but I didn't get my license until I was 25. So, you know what I mean? Like, so this was like, I mean, it sounds really stupid, but it's generational karma. It's in my DNA and it was my job to break it. So, you know, and, you know, so I'm trying to encourage my daughters to break that, you know, as well. So I just, I don't know. I think that that family karma runs deep. Yours is going to be different from everybody else's. And you have to remember that. Like, you know, you have to remember that everybody's here on their own contract. And your family karma is deep within your DNA. And it's not something that you can escape from. Not if you're adopted, not if you move away from them, nothing. That's in your soul contract and in your, um, you know, in your chart. So it's like, you have no choice but to confront those demons until you can get them. I mean, and that's just like we have way more family karma than that. That's just a small example. But, um, you know, you just have to kind of think at the starting point and how you can sort of baby step your way to the end point that you want. Beautiful. A hundred percent. I just want to encourage you guys, if you haven't already done so, 
post your questions and comments now. We're going to be taking them. We are an interactive church. And if you uh, have a prayer or a healing request, go ahead and post them. Um, if you're tuning in even later, you can always post them in the comment section. We do go back and check them um, over the course of the, the weeks. So we are going to get on to any uh, questions or comments. I have two different producers here tonight, uh, Mary and Maraid. So thank you both. All right. I do not have my glasses. Patty Novak Williams says, yes, I like the bird idea. Thank you. I experienced that in my thirties and it was all fast moving. Now at 61, I'm not quite ready for a grind. Uh, I've been sick twice. It forced me into early retirement. Hmm. Okay. A lot of change. I don't feel like I'm ready to completely retire in the change and I'm not sure where to go from here. Um, so, you know, I'm just feeling like I want to encourage you or like spirit wants to encourage you to start thinking about the things that you do want. Instead of saying, I don't want this. I didn't plan to get sick. This is being taken from me. What can I create from this space? It's like having a blank canvas. What do you want? How can you paint this? You know, what um, have you not finished? Um, I don't care if it just seems like a random hobby, you know, oh, I was always going to get into photography, you know, but I never did. Okay. Let's start with that. Look at the things in your life that you've wanted to do or that you feel inspired by, or that hold your attention, what holds your attention and start feeding more of that and see where it leads. It could be a really surprising journey down that path, but it's good to have something to focus on forward so that you're not always looking back at what you're leaving behind you. Yeah, I think too, like this is a new chapter. So this is like exciting actually, you know, like you're, so maybe you're not ready for a full-time gig. That's okay. We live, we live in a time that is so exciting because everything is at our fingertips on the internet. I mean, you can virtually learn almost anything online. And I think you should take whatever strengths you had in your job and use that as your base, you know, figure out what you want to do and then start building on that confidence, start building on what you've already accomplished, but go in a different direction, you know, use that as your base, but then you're going to go learn something new learn a new skill. I mean, there's nothing more empowering than learning something new. If you like to socialize with people, get out there and do something with people, you know, but like you're, how are you going to serve spirit? How are you going to serve next? You know, should be your question and ask your spirit guides for signs, you know, lead me to the right thing. What, if you heard something three times in one day, that might be some, you know, it might be like, Oh, well, maybe I'm supposed to pay attention to that. Maybe I should go do that. You know what I mean? So the sign as Christina, yeah. as you're saying that to her, she types. Okay. It's coming out of your mouth and she types simultaneously. Okay. Here's, here's some synchronicity drawn to people and helping in a love focused yeah. way. Ta-da. Yeah. Okay. What more, what more do you need to know? That's the next step. And that's yeah. all sometimes the universe is going to give is here's your next step. Take it. Yeah. And it might, you know, maybe it'll only be a short term thing, but that might lead you to something else and, and like networking, you know what I mean? So it's just, you just got to get like, this is the thing I tell my mom, you just got to push yourself out of the house, push yourself out there mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the rest will take care of itself. Yep. Yep. We get, we get uh, rewarded. We have to create motion, you know, so one step out, next step gets revealed. We uh, very rarely in life get all the ducks in a row and get to see everything in advance. Just doesn't really work that way. All right. We have uh, another uh, question or comment coming in here from a Lucy Marsh. I'm in phase one of building. I'm finding it so hindering to care what others think instead of inner peace and strength for myself. Definitely letting go of control and embracing the uncomfortable. So this is so important. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. We live in a society that's all about getting comfortable, right? Instant gratification and all the time. How can I be happy? How can I be at ease? How can I be, you know, life is uncomfortable. 
And I think there are things in life we should not tolerate that are toxic for us. Change is not one of them. We have to get comfortable with the discomfort level that comes with change. You know, this is this is an area to embrace. And I I think it's really hard. Um, you know, Lucy, I know, is um, she's a friend of mine, but she was also, you know, an employee and she's a little bit younger. I want to say for all of you in maybe your 20s and your 30s, it, you're younger than that, that are tuning in, it can be really hard to tune everybody outside of you out when you're not, like Christina said earlier, established enough to be super duper confident. You haven't done enough. So there's this tendency, um, you know, to lean into old habits, which are just being directed, being just being directed. Everybody directs you, you know, you're still being treated like your child. Um, and you may seek that out. And it may be really hard to tune out other people's instruction, whether it's coming from a good place in them or not. Um, it doesn't mean that it's good for you necessarily, you know, and it's, it's about knowing that you ultimately, um, will know ahead of time psychically when change is coming and that you will know in your gut instinct, in your higher mind, and the universe will always tell you which is the right way to go as will spirit. So, Hey, if other people's opinions, I don't care if you've been taking those opinions your whole life, if other people's opinions don't match that, guess what you're going to have to choose? Yeah, and it, it's difficult, especially when you're in a sur surroundings with people who, you know, are critical of you. So you do have to be careful of your surroundings. But if you can't help it, um, I would say you just have to do the little wins. You know, when you're building something, you build it brick by brick. That is not a fun process. That's not, um, it's not a fast process. It's a very slow process. And even a Saturn transit is typically three years, you know, two and a half to three years. So every two and a half to three years, you're building a part of your life. So it takes that long to see some reward from it too. And most people, I mean, if you are really in a building phase, congratulate yourself just for that, because most people don't stick with anything to build. Um, I don't know, you know, out there, there's a lot of people who just want to be instantly famous, you know what I mean? And they don't think that they have to put the work in, but the work is part of the process, you know, it's part of the building and it does not come easy. And yeah, let those naysayers, you know, we, we always say, you know, haters going to hate, they're always going to hate. Um, but you know, you just keep your focus and you keep building and you keep building and you try to keep your peace by keeping your bubble around you and, you know, and keeping people that, you know, close to you that are good for you and will build you up. And, you know, it, it's, it's not something that's going to happen fast. It's just going to be over time. And it's those little wins that you have to capitalize on, at least in my opinion. A hundred percent. I would agree. And the way you, you said, Christina, that a Saturn transit, people know your astrology. I mean, you must. Okay. I don't know where I would be if I wasn't meeting with Christina like twice a year. Okay. I really don't. Um, I, you have, you have to know these things. Uh, you have to know when they're coming because you're going to be feeling it. Okay. So don't just get anxious. You have to know when it's ending. Okay. So you yeah, do have some light at the end of the tunnel. You got something to hold on to. Um, but the way Christina said a Saturn transit, for example, is big change, but it takes three years, <clears throat> you know, ballpark. Well, I would say that if you are building something during that time of big change, you're looking at eight to 10 years before you may feel comfortable in it, before you may really know and understand it. Um, eight to 10 years for like building a business or really getting into a new career. And I think that, again, we do live in a society of instant gratification. Eight to 10 years. If you hear that and you're like, oh, no, oh, no, you want to make a bet because you could start over and over and over and over again if you want to play that way. But things do take time. Yeah. So get comfortable with the longevity of things. Yeah. And I also, I was thinking. Slow and, slow and steady wins the race. You know? Slow and steady wins the race. Mm -hmm. I, I say that all the time. I'll be giving a reading. I'll see the tortoise and the hare. That childhood, you know, where the, where the rabbit ran and took a nap and then like didn't win. Right. And so the tortoise won the race. Uh, the, you know, somebody just sent me 
these this re new research too on businesses statistics on how many businesses fell i was shocked um at how by the fifth year 72 percent of businesses have failed and you know and uh i will say that by using these techniques i'm in the 13th year and this was a complete shift out of journalism and into this uncharted territory i don't know how to run a business i don't know how to do any of this right but slow and steady wins the race and that's through um the pandemic that's through a recession you know you have to you have to stay steady you learn on your job <laughs> yeah and be and be willing to learn like you were mm -hmm. saying earlier be willing to admit that you have no idea be willing to admit that you just don't know you know it's like when you become a parent you don't have any idea what you're doing you, you could read as many parenting books as you, you want you're doing no nope uh any other questions or comments coming in here uh mary sykes says i was diagnosed with cancer two months ago when i asked why i was told it was because i had asked to be healthy and that this had to happen for it to be found, removed and treated. It was a huge learning experience. Um, I'm sorry. And at the same time, um, I love what you said here about understanding that if you want something, then it's like saying every time the bus stops, somebody's got to get off. In order for a new door to open, another door has to close. What am I going to have to let go of in order to have this thing. Kudos uh, for being willing to go through that journey. Yeah. And I'm sure that like, you know, she didn't mention it, but I'm sure that like this completely changed her lifestyle too. You know what I mean? Like, because that, that was obviously something that had to be looked at because, okay, I'm not doing something right. I'm not, I'm either giving too many, too much of my energy away. I'm caring for others too much. You know what I mean? Something there was out of balance and her body is letting her know that um something has to be drastically done to change that um yeah huge life lessons i know like it, it be, because women give so much of themselves um they often do get cancer and you know that has a lot to do with it so i and i really hope that um you are you know 100 percent cured mm -hmm. and the root the root issue you know that's yeah. what i mean really what is you, and it's it, with cancer, I just find that it's it has something to do with not giving enough of you to yourself and mm -hmm. too much to others. It's like your energy has to go back into your body, um, into your cells, because it's there's just not enough of it in there. So, you know, and then it, it happens a lot when people have a lot of kids or, you know, like it's just it there's a that's a big signal to change. And I'm finding more and more working with people's life contracts and comparing life contracts over to Christina's astrology charts. Cause we've been fascinated with this for 13 years. We've been playing off of each other, but not only that they're identical. Yes. We talk about that all the time. A life contract is identical to an astrology chart, right? Okay, fine. But the thing is something like what Mary chose for herself in her life contract in her astrology and her planets she chose to conquer in this life health issues. And so it came, the, the biggest eruption or the most recent, you know, eruption anyways, is this, this cancer coming to the forefront. Now, here's the other thing I think is amazing. And this is where we want to embrace change again. I bet any money, she's also knocking off five, six, seven other things in her life contract. This could put her into light work. This could help her as a healer. Like this is a catalyst for, a catalyst for mm -hmm. all these other outlets mm -hmm. in her life contract. It's never just one thing that we're completing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she said she had five kids. <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head too. Cause I, but yeah, that, and you know, like as, as far as women go too, you know, we, we just, we suck it up. We don't, we don't go to the hospital for every little thing. You know, we just kind of suck it up because we have kids to take care of or we have things to do. So, you know, we have to really, as women, we have to pay attention to ourselves more often. Yeah, we are breaking some major generational curses and going yeah. through a huge revolution, okay? Yeah. So we're all collectively um, amazing. 
Well, thank you for um, sharing that, Mary. And we are sending you healing and, you know, um, also, you know, a lot of focus and insight on this journey for you. Do we have any other questions or comments coming in? Um, I think we are at time. Okay, good. We are at time. So closing, uh, closing words on uh, today's Today's sermon, Christina, or do you want me to go first? You go first. What do I, what do I want to say? Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything. Uh, how to be fearless in change. What would I say about being fearless in change? Um, just detach from your emotion. Um, I have found that the minute I start to have like heart palpitations or I feel drained emotionally, or I notice bad dreams, you know, and things coming up. I'm like, all right, I got to get control of this now. All right, this is it. These are fear-based thoughts, which is ego, fear, manipulation, control. It's triggering my emotions, which are triggering my physical state, okay? And that's it. I'm stopping it right here. I will not feed those parts of myself. I will choose to focus on the ultimate goal or the positive aspects, or the gratitude, or even not knowing, and being determined to get more comfortable in that discomfort. And if all I do that day is breathe on through it, I'm going to take that as a huge success. But I will not feed the fear. I think I think that's so important. And I think my breathing... <laughs> has really helped me in meditation. Um, I do tend to lift through the chakras and out my head, and that does seem to raise my vibration. So I do that a lot. But also too, I, I stop doing things because I should do them or other or peer pressure, like other moms around me because they do it this way. Well, guess what? I don't do it that way. And I don't care what you think. <laughs> I have to take care of me and, you know, I am a Leo, so we are, we do like tend to focus on ourselves, but, you know, I'm a mom too. And I do focus on my children, but I always make sure that I have some time for myself because I know that I can't give what I don't have. And I don't know. I just think to be fearless, part of that is taking care of yourself so that you can be up for the challenge. Um, change is going to happen whether we like it or not. And we have to find a way to deal with it. We have to find a way. And whatever way that is, if that if that way is right for you and it's pushing you in the right direction, then do it. And don't care what anybody else thinks. Amen to that. <laughs> right on. All right. A um, couple suggestions. Uh, if you guys are tuning in late, divine timing, when to make a move here, okay, on YouTube, at Ask Ivy, in the playlist, divine timing, when to make a move. Uh, last week's church service, going it alone, seeing yourself as the resource, and fighting the dark, part one and part two, new level, new devil, you're about to make big changes, you get attacked in five different ways, expect it, it's like a science, be prepared for it, watch these things, get yourself some help on the way through it, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Spirit. Have a great week.